0: Shut up, and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 118, the post-Thanksgiving episode, the post-Black Friday episode, the post-Cyber Monday episode, the post Giving Tuesday episode, and then weeks, days just go back to just being nothing and stupid. That's it. So welcome back to that. I'm your host Matt. With me, as always, is Eric. How how do I even open the show? I don't know. What did you do this week? That's all I got. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a clever story. I got I got nothing. That's
1: <laughs> you don't need one, man. No Matt. gimmicks this week. All you gotta no do gimmicks. is go. This is how we do it. And the down, but down, but down, down, This is how we do it. Yeah, that's all I know. But that's yeah, you know, better than nothing. <laughs> so my week, well, as we just talked about, of course, was Thanksgiving. Had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It was one of those beautiful ones where you go over to a family member's house, uh, you eat their food, you talk, and then you go home. So I had no dishes, no cleanup, nobody hanging out in the house. The only downside Mm. is there was no leftovers either. So, of course, there was no after turkey, you know, after turkey day, turkey, none of that. No no little sneaking out a nice chunk of pie. No. Oh, man. And, of course, the other sad part is since we were at a family member's house doing the Thanksgiving they do, they do an old-fashioned one. So it's kind of just, you know, your boom, your boom, your boom, your your five basics, you know, your core tenets of Thanksgiving. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what you got. That's what you get. It was delicious, very well made, awesome. Um, but unfortunately, there's a few things that I missed. You know what I mean? Like, that I want, like my deviled eggs. Like what? They were not there. No deviled okay. eggs. I love deviled eggs. Homemade baked beans. I love them. They were not there. Candied yams. I love them. They were not there. (sighs) So, yeah, unfortunately, a few things that I have to wait on. See,
0: here's what you do, Eric. Here's what you do. You go to that family member's house and do all that, but in the oven, like on super low, low and slow, you have those three things cooking. So you get home, you're like, oh, it was great. And you pull out those, like, little individual little little, little, dud, little
1: things, yeah I, hey, I got those cool little pyrex mini ones you know self ones <laughs>
0: uh-huh yeah yeah you do that and just like oh here's my my side treats that i was missing doop, 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 doop and
1: of course next time be smart and actually grab a baggie and steal some of that turkey to go with those mm. side dishes that i'm yeah. slowly preparing at home yes that that would be a clever idea mm-hmm. so but i don't have to worry about next year next year will probably be there at our house or it'll be at uh another family member's house whom does like all sorts of crazy crap and tons of stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll get a chance. And then it's Christmas, too. So you know what? It was awesome. I did appreciate you know having a family around. Good conversation. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's been work as usual. Nothing special there. Pretty much never is unless there's a funny story to be told, which just generally doesn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. And video game-wise, man, oh, man, all sorts of stuff. Playing Dragon Quest Eleven and just having a good old time playing with the daughter. I don't know if I've probably said this on some other episode, but I'll say it again real quick, playing with my oldest daughter, having her with the controls, getting her in there. She is now learning how to do combat. She understands the magic system, how to go through what spells hurt water creatures, fire creatures, da-da-da-da-da, so on and so forth. She's starting to learn how to navigate through places, but that right joystick is is just really giving her trouble. Like to mm. you know move the mat, you know move the uh, the scenery around so she can always see where she's going. Yeah, That's yeah. still giving her trouble. She'll just like kind of like run to where she thinks she's supposed to go, never adjusting the the orientation of the view and and then she's just mm. like running into trees and branches. And I'm like, just turn turn your view, child. Turn your view. <laughs> and like, oh wow, right here. Just put yep that one. Okay, there you go. Yeah, see, see, yeah.
0: So so she plays it like you would play it if you're eating like Doritos. Yes. I got to run, but maybe, like, back back of the hand, you, yeah. like, nudge You try the to nudge like, it a little okay, bit,
1: but then you just uh-huh. look at your mini-map, and so you know where to go anyway, so you just kind of adjust. Yeah. yeah, that's how she plays, except for when I, of course, keep telling <laughs> her to use the, map, the view, then she does it, but she's getting there. Mm-hmm. She's to the point now where I can give her the controller, set her in a world map where all the monsters are roaming around, and just go, mm-hmm. farm monsters, kill monsters for daddy. And I walked away for a good 45 minutes, an hour came back. She didn't die. No characters were dead. She was keeping them healed up. Uh, she did. Nice. One character died and because she, she got in a fight with a, an elite. And uh, mm-hmm. she came upstairs and she goes, daddy, Veronica's dead. How do I resurrect her? So I told her, go use Serena's Zing spell and bring her back to life. So she went downstairs, mm-hmm. she used Zing spell, had her back up and running, and off she went. So.
0: Then you went down and be like, do not be wasting my MP. Whap, whap. Well, and then you came back I was going to say, that's started. the only
1: thing I did was I had to come down exactly and go, hey, how's your MP doing? You're okay? Okay. All right. And I walked away again. <laughs> come back down, my character's like five levels higher, and I'm like, Yeah, I can get used to this.
0: (laughs) I remember. I remember Shea mentioning this, having his daughter farm something for him. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what game it was. Maybe Nino Cooney, but I remember hearing. Yeah, it was Nino Cooney,
1: the original. Oh yeah. So I'm now at that stage in my life where my daughter can farm monsters for me endlessly.
0: (laughs) Maybe I should have a kid. See
1: exactly, Matt.
0: You know, (laughs) you can you can take my horse from one side of the map to the other in Red Dead. Take Daddy to Valentine. Gonna, Tell me when you get I'm there. I could
1: watch my favorite show while you're doing it. Yeah. Video <laughs> games are the best. This is great. <laughs> I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. Beyond that, not too much. Been pretty uh, casual. Went and saw a movie this weekend. I saw, what did I see? I saw it for the second time. Oh, The Fantastic Beast, Grindelwald.
0: Okay.
1: Saw it for the second time this weekend. Still a fantastic movie. I love these adult versions in the Harry Potter world. Love how the magic in there is like what I imagine magic to be. Obviously, casting real big spells, you know, going nuts, and of course, though, reinforces how the younger versions are real silly, because these kids Mm. with their three silly dumb kid spells are beating adults, whereas obviously now it's a movie about adults, and these guys and gals are just flinging spells that could kill thousands of people around and. I'm like, uh, they no. Those kids would have just been vaporized in like five seconds. Okay, eh, well, well, mm-hmm. it's all fun and games. That's all right,
0: <laughs>
1: and that's about it, man. What have you been up to?
0: Well, of course, like you said, Thanksgiving time. So obviously, went to mom's house, had all the amazing things that she makes, and then got to bring my like like all my little containers and bring it all home and eat Thanksgiving leftovers for a whole week. I have like the last of every like of every little piece is at work for lunch tomorrow because I know Howard's going to bail on going to lunch with me because he always does because something will come up. So the last of everything is in there. Still got a bunch of stuffing and mashed potatoes and all that stuff just for whenever I feel in Thanksgiving-y. It's just like oh, so good. So delicious, grand old time. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite. And then I love saying that I've been eating eating the leftovers for a week because I can see your face just going, "Oh, they're bad. You're gonna die. I can't believe it. I don't understand More, how refrigeration no way, works." Dude, oh, leftovers
1: Jesus. after a day, two, two days later, no go, man. It's poison <laughs> in your belly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. That's what A-O. I wanted to hear from the man who cans everything and hides him under his under stairs. the stairs. In those you know,
1: racks. if you open up one of those jars, you're gonna poison your whole family. No, that. because how, I don't understand how that I don't works. Understand so how you cans understand work.
0: how this works? <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, aside from that, on Black Friday, actually, Mom and I went out and saw Bohemian Rhapsody which kind of came back for like the weekend. It had like some puffed up to some more showtimes. And I've never been like a big, I mean, I like Queen's music, but I've never been like a Queen fan. But I thought that was a really good movie and really cool, you know, to kind of see, obviously I'm sure a lot of it's fictionalized to make a good movie, Mm -hmm. but I thought it told a good story and had really good, interesting characters in it. And I love movies or TV shows or anything that are set like in those 60s and 70s era when you had like the outlandish styles and people looked like freaking fresh and cool and like amazing, like sitting through that whole thing, like that dude looks awesome. That dude looks goofy, but he looks awesome. That dude looks awesome. Look at that chick. She looks great. Just outstanding and cool. I, I love that whole movie. It was a lot of fun.
1: I'd say the clothes Plus, were great back then, but the hair wasn't, man. Sorry. Well, I can't get on true. board with the hair.
0: You are just saying that cause you could not grow out big long hair anyway. Don't be jealous of the of the flowing locks and things.
1: You just hurt my feelings now, man.
0: <laughs> but the one thing I thought was really interesting is, I mean, obviously Queen was gone, like, right around the time that I was born or a couple years afterwards. I think Freddie Mercury died or, you know, they broke up forever, forever. So I've only ever seen him with the short hair and the mustache, like his most kind of famous iconic look. So seeing him all through the movie with, like, you know, the 70s hair and, like, transitioning between different styles. And then at the end, during the end credits, it's not really a spoiler, but they show, like, live footage of Queen from way back in the day. And Freddie Mercury does not look like how I imagine him. And he looks, like, totally badass and awesome. And I was just like, that's awesome to see that, you know, here's what I think Freddie Mercury is. And then he's gone through all this other stuff that I had no idea Hmm. about you know, all these different styles and looks. And and it also made me appreciate, like, those. that was back in the day when you could have, like, a charismatic front man and, like, a band that actually, like, went all out and was jumping around and, you know, rocking out and speaking to the people and then, like, working hard up on stage. And I think about it now, like, I don't even know any, like, rock bands or, you know, lead singers of them. I don't know. I know a couple, like, but, you know. Like, yeah, like, you know a couple, but it's not, like, Everybody in the world knows mm-hmm. Queen or knows The Who or, you know, all the bands from back in that yeah. day. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting.
1: I wanted to see that one. Obviously, it didn't. slip through my fingers. Mm-hmm. And the reason I was so interested, because once, like you said, I am not a big Queen fan or old school. I shouldn't say I'm not an old school rock fan, but I heard so much mm-hmm. of it growing up that it's yeah. kind of annoying sometimes now because you only hear the same 25, 30 songs over and over and over sure. again. Um, but the reason I wanted to see it was because it's the uh, the main actor, the guy who plays in Robot. Um, I mm. always forget his name. You know me; I can't remember names of anybody ever. So,
0: I think it's like Remy Malik.
1: Yeah, something like that. But he's awesome mm. in Mister Robot, like just fantastic. Okay. So when I saw that he was the lead role, I went, "Yeah, I need to, I need to watch this." But life happens. You know how it goes.
0: Mm. Well, see, this is the first thing I've ever seen him in because I've never seen Mr. Robot. But like two days ago, I was browsing through Netflix or something and I saw his face and I went, oh, that's what that dude's from. And, you know, it was the browsing through past Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's Freddie Mercury's face. Okay, I know where he came from now.
1: Now you should watch Mr. Robot to see, you know, an earlier show he was in.
0: But then I'll just be like, why is he not singing? Why isn't he like a cool band leader? What's this? Yeah, but then you get to see thing? Christian is, Slater as friend? well. Oh, nice. So that, yeah, that's it's cool. a double
1: win. It's a double win for you. You're going to like it. I'm just trying to sell rest Robine, right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why. You have sure. been for
0: quite a while. You're like James with Breaking Bad over here.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In like 20 years, I'll watch it, and I'll be like, oh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and
1: then I'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, what movie, what, the, oh, yeah, okay. And that'll be the
0: end of the mm-hmm. conversation. It'll be great.
1: It'll be like all the yep. other ones we have about every other thing we watch and play.
0: That's how we do it. But, hey, speaking of things I watched... That were a play, oh my goodness, on Saturday, I went out to the Williamson Theater, saw Hunting Shack Christmas. That was wild and zany and fun and ridiculous. I mean, it's it's a, just a silly, fun story, so there's not really anything deep or anything, you know, um, there's some emotional moments, but not anything, like, really gripping about it. I heard people at another event I'm going to get to in a minute talking about how, oh, yeah, don't read the Lansing State Journal's review of it because they said it was crappy. And the one thing I heard was, well, they did the best they could with kind of a dumb script. And I was like, well, it's a fun, dumb, farcical kind of comedy. You know, It's not going to hit with everybody. But I thought it was fun. So anybody in the Lansing area, go see it while it's still out. And then the other thing that I did, which which ties into A Hunting Shack Christmas, because last year on Giving Tuesday, Williamston Theater did a uh, play-a-thon where they did a reading of six different plays and hunting shack Christmas was one of those. So it was really cool to see it like come alive. It's, you know, cause it was put on by what four or five actors just sitting at a table reading the play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were acting it out and doing it really well. So to like see the shack and see the character and see what they look like and see how they moved and how they interacted with each other was really cool. So I got to do giving Tuesday again this week cause they did it again six more plays six more fantastic readings give a quick rundown right here because my, my this week's gonna be big so my topic's gonna be small first up was bronte the world without all about the bronte sisters who wrote you know all kinds of books like jane eyre wuthering heights cool little play about the three sisters and kind of the life that they lived and and went through story I, had, I knew nothing about like at all like i've heard the names of the books but i didn't know anything about the the authors or mm-hmm. anything so that was pretty cool Next up was Mad Gravity, a farce, which is all about a family of like performance artists and how they their their entire living room is a theater. Like it's got a lobby and stands and people come and sit in it and watch what they do in their daily lives. And so like two other people come over and they have like this wacky crazy dinner and all kinds of other crazy shit happens and it's like totally interactive theater so i would be really interested to see this like actually come to the theater because there's all kinds of audience interactive segments and it it was really cool really really funny we were all laughing the whole way through and then after that was the most intense experience i've ever had in a theater of any time it was these mortal hosts which i can't even say what it's about but it's about three characters and their lives intertwine in certain ways and it was put together so well, like at the very beginning, you know, reading through the the scene directions and everything, they give you a flash of what's gonna happen later, like like a two second flash of this character's over here, that character's doing this, this character's got a knife, or whatever it was, and then you jump back to way before that happens, and weird stuff's happening here and there, like the characters are connected like even by their words, like someone will have a monologue here and end talking about you know tears or something and then the next character will start their monologue way across town doing nothing related to this guy the last words the other person said are the first words of this Uh. other one so the whole time it's like i can see something weird's going on everyone's connected you know they're going to get to this scene that you saw a flash of what's going to happen what does it all mean and just like the whole build up to the to the finale like my heart was pounding and pumping, and I was, like, leaning forward out of my chair because I couldn't, I had to know what was happening. And it was so f***ing good. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Ah, oh, it was awesome. After that was Ichabod, which was kind of a after the Headless Horseman, what happens to mm-hmm. Ichabod Crane. And it was a really cool, really well-done play, and it was really interesting, but I was so drained from these mortal hosts. Like, there were points where I was, I was sitting there, and the actors were doing great. The scenes were interesting, but I was just like, almost dozing off a little bit and there's a scene where one character shouts at another one and she did it so loud I like almost jumped out and was like oh I wasn't sleeping <laughs> that's last.
1: where I wasn't sleeping I was paying attention
0: I 100% <laughs> but but it was really good but just there was just so much taken out of me from that previous one that I just couldn't do it like I, I wasn't there mm-hmm. and then hey speaking of being there the next play was called Be Here Now all about like depression and sadness and like I won't go into the twists or anything, but, like, whether or not that's a choice, like, whether you can, like, choose to be happy or choose to be sad and what that means and the interconnectedness of people. Really, really good, really good interactions between the characters. Really fun, charming, real people. Like, there were real interactions up there. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. Then the last one of the day was called Assembly Line, all about, like, a dystopian future. Think, like, 1984 and family dynamics, and what I really loved was, A, the world that they created, because it was really unique, I mean, if you picture 1984, you're not too far off, but there were really interesting twists, especially as it related to women in that world, because it's a lady playwright, so it kind of goes hand in hand, so the world was awesome, and then there's a dynamic between the mother and the son characters in that play that, was so spot on like i've had those interactions either with my parents or with other people or i've seen them so much that it just came off as so real and the actress playing the mom she loved the place so much you could tell like when other people she wasn't even in the scene would have great lines back and forth she'd just be like oh girl i love that line or she'd be cracking up just you could tell she was so in it and it made you get more Mm -hmm. into it too and then she was she was in that character like when she's sad you can you can almost see tears welling up in her eyes when she's angry. You just, you can feel the blazing anger, and the, the, she was great. That whole play was great. I really loved it. And then my favorite thing after these mortal hosts, like between the plays, they had like maybe a thirty minute break. So I I googled real quick. I was like, hey, where can I buy an old copy of this? Is it in print anywhere? Can I download it from the guy's website? Nothing came up. Just reviews of where this play had been. So I walked up to the uh, the creative director, Tony of the theater. I was like, Hey Tony, uh, you know, thanks for doing all this really awesome. He was like, Hey, thanks for joining us for the whole, sh- whole day, you know, all this cool stuff. And I was like, but I gotta ask you, is there someplace online or somewhere else that I can order a copy of one of these plays? And he goes, well, which one do you want? And I went, uh, these mortal hosts. And he goes, Hmm. And he turns, he looks at the table where all the actors left their copies. And he went, there you go. And I went, Holy <laughs> shit. That's awesome. Like, I didn't know if he could give it to me or if, like, they had to buy it as a theater and then you can't really distribute it or, you know, what the rules were. And I was totally going to, like, pay 20 bucks to download it from the guy's mm-hmm. website. But he's like, yeah, here you go. And we got to talking about this play and other plays the dude wrote and my whole history with coming to the theater. I was like, this is freaking awesome. And I walked out with, the, like, the little play in my hand just going, ah, oh, this is great. Walking down the street, I can't believe I have it. So it's sitting over there on the table over there. I'm just like, ah, oh, so good. I have it, and these people are so awesome. They did this cool thing. They gave me like the most impactful play I've ever read. Jesus Christ. So great. Props to the Williamston Theater. Props to Tony Caselli. That guy is amazing. Everybody over there is great. If you're in the area, go support them. Give them donations, give them anything. So, what else have I been doing on the video game front? Been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Riding around, being a cowboy, meeting up with crazy people. Getting I got mauled by a Cougars the other day. Like, not in the fun way. I got murdered by Cougars. And then I found, I found a dude who was like a, an animal trainer. He's like, hey, my show features a lady animal trainer. She braves all these dangerous animals. And he's talking and talking. And I'm realizing that dude's in a dress. He's like, are you the guy? He's got this big mustache and he's wearing a dress. He's like, well, yeah, I, I play Margaret, the, the female animal trainer. I need you to go get my zebra, my lion, and my tiger. So you go out, and you're like hunting down the zebra, and I've got my binoculars out and it's late, you know, it's dark and shadowy. And I look and I finally lock on the zebra, and it goes, zebra, mule. And I went, Oh, I must have run. So I run over there, and it's a donkey all painted up like a zebra. <laughs> I'm like, ah, this dude. Perfect. So I won't go into all the rest of the things that happened in there because there's some spoilers in there, but that was an awesome side quest. I loved it. I love that guy and his whole little little farcical menagerie troupe. Just it was the great. Whole thing
1: a gimmick, fantastic.
0: Mhm. Which, what's it gonna be in the old west? It's, you're gonna have those mm-hmm. things. It was, so that was really good. The ending I didn't like quite as much, but the whole ride was just fantastic. Other thing I did played Tetris Effect. That's great. I love it, but it's also too mm-hmm. much. I went through all the different. Uh, went through the journey mode, then I went through all the different uh, themed. Like, you know, hey, you're playing through all the water levels. You're playing through all the sky levels. You're playing through this, this, that. Played through all those. Got my top scores. Played through a couple more to try and challenge my previous scores. Some of it's just too hard. So I had a lot of fun with it. I had my fun. I'm done with it. So there we go. Tetris Effect is great. And that's it for me this week. That's it for us individually. Together as a team. If you stuck around through all that, thank you very much. (laughs) Together as a team, we did IG2G episode 42 Fun show. Right now, I can't even think of what, a, what we talked about, because I'm thinking about theater, because I'm the theater yeah, king. It's theater just, man. Just, just zooming gonna around in head. going to have a separate
1: podcast soon. It's going to be theater with Matt. Hey,
0: hey, you know, Fiddler on the Roof is coming to Wharton Center see? pretty soon. I'm gonna actually, going to be going to see that. I'd be
1: interested in that one. That one's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, may have, Now that you just said yeah. that, actually, I should look that one up, see if maybe Amanda would be interested in that with me. Yeah, man. But uh, no, what did we talk about? Holy cow, we had... Uh, I had I, oh, Telltale. Yes. That was it. It yep. was kind
0: of a last-minute mm-hmm. discussion, yeah. Some
1: good convo about Telltale again, and then uh, a couple games on my end. Oh, oh some Pokemon. I, I can
0: also do this. I could also could, do this can also do this just, and just look at the other page. I know page.
1: for me it some Pokemon. <laughs> so if you want to hear a little bit about some Pokemon, right. head on over there. I think I said 151. I, I was thinking about that afterwards, and I was like, man, I hope I got that number right. But I didn't really want to go to look. But I did. It's 151. Yeah. So good good props on me. Shoo. Shoo.
0: Mm. (laughs) When you said whatever the total was, and I went total Mm. blank. And you said 151, I was like, I'm 100% sure that's right. That sounds exactly right. So
1: it was a good time. I enjoyed it. And actually, one of the things I kind of chopped from that episode, I'm going to talk about tonight. So I get to cover everything I was thinking about talking about. I'm in luck. I love
0: my life. And hey, speaking of loving life, what do our patrons love more than what you play in Third Shift? We all recorded that earlier this week, so we're going to be getting that on the Patreon. If you want to know more about the Patreon, listen to the episode. We're going to talk about it later. That's going to be coming up later this week. That was fun. I enjoyed that. And then, hey, what could be more fun than shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2? So hit up the Twitter, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Go get yourself some free loot.
1: Indeed. You got to have those shift codes. You better be playing that game because big announcements are coming and everybody loves that Borderlands. Also, if you didn't get in there and kill the turkey for Turkey Day, you're a fool because it's the coolest one.
0: I'm a fool this yes, year. Yes, you
1: are. You're a sad fool. But that's okay.
0: I, to- I, to- I told you never again. So You I had to, to stick, stick to the with- word. I had to stick huh? with it.
1: Yeah. I hate it when people say things like that. You know, the final, the final word like that. Cause then I'm like, oh, you, now you can't take it back. Now, now you dedicated to this. Otherwise, I know I can just, I can just worm my way in and make you do something again. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: But hey, you know what? Borderlands 3 is right around the corner, so they're going to have a fantastic turkey DLC. I won't need Borderlands 2's DLCs anymore.
1: They'll be dead and gone in the ages. Bye-bye, Borderlands 2. Hello, Borderlands 3. And you must have been reading my mind, Matt, because you know. speaking of Borderlands 3, there's some tasty little nuggets out there in the world. Oh, boy. Tell (laughs) me all about them, Mr. Eric. I'm going to. So, earlier today, uh, Jeff What's-His-Face from the Game Awards, once again... Don't blame me. I don't know names. I'll never remember names. Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley. There you go. See, I got his first name.
0: I Let's remember see. his name, and I don't even like that guy. Come on. I'm
1: just saying. I don't know names. I, I have way too many things in my brain to remember all that crap. So Jeff Keighley posted a little thing, and he says, hey, well, we're looking to do announcements and da-da-da-da-da. And he says, we're looking at you, uh, Walmart Canada, which is the you know Walmart oh, that yeah, had the yeah. leaks. Well- over the course of the last many months, that that leak came out, all those games have come to fruition except for a couple, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what the, I know. Borderlands three obviously was one of them, and I and then uh, you know I knew there was like one or two more on there. I think there was like three. I thought anywho's, so I, I thought nothing of it. I just chuckled and moved on about my day. Later in the day, Randy Pitchford posts a tweet, and he says, "I'm gonna go ahead and do this by quote." Yeah, Randy Pitchford on Twitter. My to-do list today has just three things on it, but I also have three meetings scheduled before three p.m. Is the universe telling me something? So that happened, and I went, "Well, that's very interesting." Hmm, three, three, three. Borderlands three, three, three. He's teasing Borderlands three. Fantastic. Okay, we all know not to trust anything Randy Pitchford says or does because the- yes, it's Randy Pitchford. Yes. So I once again went, "Ha ha ha." I moved on about my day, but then, and I never connected the two. By the way, it just kind of happened. You know, I was too mm-hmm. busy in my own life. Sutamoto, always out there whispering words and finding all his little his little things, posted himself another video. I said, "Oh, Sutamoto's got something up. Let me check it out. What's he What's he talking about today?" So, on top of him posting and saying how how they've been updating all that database crap over and over and a lot lately and going nuts yeah. with it in the last few days which I always, you know, I pay attention to. It's cool. He goes, hey, and then, guys, this earlier today or yesterday or whatever, Jeff posted that, and then today Randy posted this. Everybody, I'm telling you right now, Game Awards, we're about to see something. And I'm like, mm, man, you know, I really want to believe because, and then, he, oh, and he went down to clarify because, like I said, I thought there were a few titles that the Walmart leak didn't happen to or, mm-hmm. you know, come true with. According to Sup model which I didn't go verify, but he says there was only two. Borderlands 3 and in the, in the um, uh, man, what was it? It was a racing game, I think. Well, no, no, Splinter Cell. No, 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 Splinter Cell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Splinter Cell. He said those were the only two that have not come true yet. So basically, based off what Jeff said, saying, hey, Walmart Canada, we're going to have you covered here soon. One of those two titles is getting talked about. Hmm. So there's a fifty fifty chance on that, but then tied in with Randy starting to put out his tweet and then there's, you know, the other little the little pick me ups and then the updates. There's a strong push that it could be finally Borderlands Street Tune. Will I believe any of this? No. no. No, I tell you, because I cannot trust or believe anything any longer. <laughs>
0: I I will admit I was thinking about it because Game Awards was blowing up with like, hey, here's a presenter, here's this, here's this, all kind of announcements on Twitter that I was scrolling past. And I went, man, you know what would be really cool is if they announced Borderlands 3 at the Game Awards and show off a trailer. And then I immediately went, no, Matt, no, stop it. Don't believe or (laughs) think or hope. You can't do it. Also, we're going to be busy while the Game Awards are happening, so they really better not announce anything.
1: So, I don't know. You take uh, you take what you will from this. I'm just telling mm-hmm. you, there's a lot of pieces coming together. It looks promising, but as we always tell you, never trust anything anymore because we've been burned a few times. Mm-hmm. So, just saying. I want to let you all know, make your own judgments, but it's looking pretty cool right now.
0: And, hey, speaking of things that are looking pretty cool and can make you look pretty cool... Gearboxloot.com has got their new collection in. It's like the badass gift guide or something like Best Bitch and Gift Guide. I don't remember what it is, but it's holiday stuff. You got ugly Christmas sweaters. You got wrapping paper. Hey, put you on the spot. What's your favorite item there, Eric? Oh, I don't even know because I had no idea
1: they upgraded it. Man, man, this is for you. But I will say I do appreciate ugly sweaters. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say before I even see them, I would say ugly sweater because I've always wanted to own one. And Mm -hmm. by golly, if I own a Gearbox one...
0: That'd be the cat's meow. Didn't they have like an ugly psycho? It was like last a year, but it was wasn't ugly by them. Christmas sweater. Uh, okay, okay,
1: some other company did it, and then they went ahead and promoted it because they thought it was really cool. And now mm. they've actually got a few of their own, so even better. And oh, I wanted okay. that one too, Matt. I wanted that one too, but I can't afford that, 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 that kind just of stuff. Never happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I will say, I, I like the ugly Christmas sweater trend. Because a lot of like, really creative people have been starting to make, I mean, not just the Gearbox Loot stuff, but I've been seeing stuff like on pro wrestling tees, where, like ugly Christmas sweater designs with people's logos and like their, their sayings and their holiday fonts and stuff. Really cool. I really like that kind of stuff. Like, when you get really creative with it, nothing beats that. So, hey, go check out GearboxLoot.com. See if any of those ugly Christmas sweaters strike your fancy or just pick up some wrapping paper to wrap up ugly Christmas sweaters for other people to, for your gift and givens.
1: Well, and while you're picking up that gift wrap from the old Gearbox store, you might want to go ahead and wrap up this awesome present called a PlayStation VR bundle, which is coming out December 14th. Now, this was a super, super smart idea. Whoever thought of this, you're a genius. What am I talking yeah. about? PSR bundle coming December 14th with the launch of, of course, Borderlands, VR, Borderlands 2 VR, to be more specific, yeah. and it comes with not only, of course, the VR unit and Borderlands 2, but it comes with Beat Saber. If you don't know, Beat Saber's the cat's meow. It's the uh, it's the VR game everyone's talking about. Everyone's in love with right now. It's all the all the hype, all the you know pizzazz. This was a genius move because obviously you're going to get a deal buying it in a bundle. So you're getting it, and it's also yeah. the PSVR right now is cheaper. So you're getting a good deal on the PSVR. You're getting a good deal because it's a bundle. You're getting one of the most popular games there is, Beat Saber. And then Mm. tying in, you're getting Borderlands 2 VR, which I'm sure is going to be fantastic because Borderlands 2 is fantastic. VR is a lot of fun. Bada-bing, bada-boom, two and two together equals a good time.
0: And hey, speaking of a good time, I think we had speculated on it or maybe heard like rumors but nothing really confirmed. They did say, I think today, Gearbox official tweeted it out or somebody Gearbox related tweeted it out and said, hey, if you were worried about the teleportation movement or however the movement system may or may not work in Borderlands 2 VR, you can do full-on real-ass movement with a controller. You can do teleportation around, if, you know, moving around to get you motion sick, or you can do some kind of combination of the two, maybe crank up this, crank down that. So there it is, it's official word, because I know... I'm I'm pretty sure we didn't know for sure, so I was like, I don't know how that would work. Uh, That seems weird to me. So if it seemed weird to you, don't worry about it. You can get your analog sticks all going and just puke because you get all motion sick. So there you go. That's cool.
1: It is cool. It is very cool. I really want to play this. Obviously, we've already said how we're not going to be able to play it because neither of us own a PlayStation VR. But I want to say Merry Christmas Mm -hmm. to us, Matt, because I contacted Gearbox and they're sending them. To us.
0: So. Ah, so awesome. Merry
1: Christmas. Thank you, Gearbox. We appreciate That's it. We amazing. can't wait to get our VR headsets and, the, of course, Borderlands 2 VR. It's going to be my first experience in VR, except for back mm-hmm. in the day when you used to go to the uh, uh, theme parks and put down the big headsets and the weird oh, yeah. track wheels and stuff. Yeah.
0: See, so go to Disney World and you there they had that thing where you sat inside like a hollowed out pool ball mm-hmm. and you put the VR headset on and you were a pool ball. Yeah. That was yep. pretty cool. This will be even cooler than that, though, because you oh, get to yeah. shoot stuff.
1: Because you're shooting stuff and getting loot. Yeah, so mm. thank you, Gearbox. We look forward to seeing those in the mail soon. It's going to be fantastic.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> what else is fantastic this week, Eric? What you got for us?
1: Well, a oh, quickie, real quick, okay? I did the news. I did the digging. I looked at all the little you know, published titles. I didn't see anything of note for anyone anywhere, really, except for I did want to briefly say that Fortnite, in its newest patch, which is available, of course, right this second, they have added the ability to gift items in-game to other people. I just want to say that's awesome. I've seen it in other games, but it's cool that Fortnite's doing it. I've always liked mm-hmm. that because as soon as it happened, actually, with like World of Warcraft, for instance, my brother Jared gifted me some gifts. And it was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, you know, it feels better when you log in. You're like, what the hell's in my mailbox? What's this? Oh, you received a gift from your brother Jared. And look, all oh, cool pets and flying mounts and things. Mm-hmm. Now you can do the same thing in Fortnite for all your friends, family, or people you're trying to just you know, kiss a little butt to, whatever the case may be. Just thought that was an interesting tidbit added to the Fortnite world. So there you go. Take what you will.
0: Gift your boss a cool Fortnite pickaxe when you know review time's come <laughs> yeah, out. exactly. Up. Like, hey, this one's for you, buddy.
1: You wink, wink. And it's all in the digital world, so it's not like anybody's ever going to find out because all them corporate pigs up top who are like 80 years old don't know what video games are. They'll never know there you go. that That's you've been true, saucing actually. your boss. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're all doing it under aliases anyway. You can't connect yeah, you me can't to Boss Saucer 6969. Exactly. Come on.
1: Nope. Sucker. Sucker. <laughs> it's a win-win. There you go, everybody. Get out there and sauce the boss.
0: Exactly.
1: And that's about it, man. That's it in the uh, Gearbox world at this point in time. There's mm. not too much happening. Everybody's waiting for the Game Awards, obviously. So, so we're moving <laughs> on to topics and Matt, you got yep, a small top of one. Time. What are you going to do? I for got a us little today? one
0: cuz this is something I could go on and on about because I really enjoyed it when I first played it. Just played it again and it really it continued to resonate with me especially in this world that we live in, but I can't talk too much about it cuz I don't want to spoil it. It's a it's another one of those little like 5-minute flash games that you know I like to do on Matt's indie game showcase on IG2G. And you know, I like to do stuff by Nikki Case. You can find this stuff at ncase.me this is the guy who did the evolution of trust the wisdom and or madness of crowds parable of the polygons all those other things this is another really good one like i said go to ncase.me it pulls up all his games you can play this one is called we become what we behold it sounds pretty much just like what you think it is it's a it's a thing all about uh media and news cycles and its effect on people and I thought it was really interesting because what do people do nowadays? They watch the news, they get angry about it, they react to it, and it just keeps going and going and going. This shows you what that can do. It's a quick little game, and if you if you aren't already woke, this might woke you. I, <laughs> God,
1: I was just talking about that all day woke, this whole new woke thing, that we're all woke, uh, oh, God.
0: But I really enjoyed it because I... Uh, I won't go into spoilers or anything, but it makes sense when you, when you do it, you really see the effect that some things can have on certain people. That's all I'm going to say. And and you do no, no, I can't say anything. So go play it. It's five minutes out of your day. If you are interested in the news or media cycles, or you have strong opinions on it, just play it. It's quick. It's easy. It's, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's an effective media or an effective game. Whether what, whether you take away anything from it or not, who cares? Just go play it. It's five minutes. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. The, can't, I can't say anything else. Okay. I can't say anything else. But Just play the game. It hits home in all the right ways, so just play it. Just do it. There you go. We Become What We Behold by Nikki Case. Look it up. You can find it on Itch.io. I'm sure there are places to download it. You can play it for free on his website. Just do it. Boom. There you go.
1: Nike told him to. There you go. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now mine tonight. We're not going to solve any problems here, but because it, it's just a jumbled mess. But I really wanted to talk about it for a few minutes, and that's Battlefield <laughs> Five. All right.
0: You're really selling this game already. Hey, it's just some jumbled weird. Mess. No, the game. Well, the game talking.
1: is indeed actually a jumbled mess. You know, half of its yeah. content isn't available. The battle royale, which it was supposed to launch with, didn't launch. It's not even coming until March. So it's hugely missing the bus in the battle royale competition right
0: now. Yeah. I didn't even know it had a battle royale. Yeah,
1: it, Firestorm. Is going to be its Battle Royale version, and it was supposed to launch, obviously, with the game along with the rest of the missions yeah, yeah. that are not with the game. So they blatantly, obviously, released the game before it was ready. I mean, it's just, that's mm-hmm. the way it happened. That's the way it is. Of course, a long time ago, it had all the kerfuffle because it had, well, first of all, it's World War II. People are kind of not wanting a World War II theme. Secondly, Even it has. Even they just wanted a World yeah, War II well, theme, Well, but then That's, no, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. You know what people? It's you know how yeah. people are. Yeah, I yeah. I, I just uh,
0: had to jump in because it makes me so mad.
1: I makes yeah. It's I'm gonna add a little bit of that in with how people are and act, but. Then it had the female in it, so people got all up in arms. We hate women. Yeah. We don't want women in video games because women are evil mm-hmm. unless they want to show us boobs, et cetera, et cetera. But then when they show right. us boobs in real life, we hate it because they're just using their bodies to get money, and that's evil. Mm-hmm. But get, make sure their boobs are in the video game because I like that. That's a whole other topic I want to discuss on a different day.
0: That's a good topic, <sighs> Yes,
1: too. I really want to talk about that because it's a huge deal, and it pisses me off. Anyway, back to this. They got all up in arms about the females, and then people were proving that there were females in World War II. That it wasn't all just myth. And then some people were saying, "Who gives a anyway? This is a fictional game about loosely based around World War II. We can do whatever we want. None of this is realistic, anyway." And of course, being having been in situations that are hostile, I can tell you, yes, none of it is realistic. Okay, it's all fun and games. It's <laughs> all silly, have you know, good times. I murdered 25 people. Nobody cares. It's all fun. I, I have no bad feelings about this. Okay. You don't just
0: get shot and then they get yeah. behind a wall for five seconds and be like, all right, I'm back. Yeah.
1: Nah, okay. or, or even die and call for help and then just respawn on your buddy and keep going. That's not the way World real world works, everybody. Just want to let you know <laughs> that my friends didn't come back, they're still dead. Just in case you're you wondering.
0: Weren't, you weren't in spawn range, man. <laughs> yeah, if you what, were on point, they could have been they like, "Ah, oh, i back,
1: dude. Could have got back on my yeah. truck. Oh, dang it. You know, God, it's my fault. Anyways. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Don't, don't hit, don't oh, hit it, me in the retina. It. I don't have glasses to take off. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, any of those. All that happened, uh, one of the big dogs over there at EA came out and said, you don't like it, don't play it. You know what I mean? He got he kind of got pissed off and he said that. And Obviously, mm-hmm. as an individual who's high standing in your company, the public presence, you shouldn't say things like that. I understand that. It's not a good idea. No matter what the customer says, you just want to go, hey, we hear you, and then come out with some cool PR statement that kind of addresses the whole thing in a very professional manner. He did not. He got out there, rage. Typed on Twitter or wherever he talked about it, put it out there. Everyone got pissed off and then, no one's buying this game. So you had that whole camp. Here we are. The game came out like November 20th. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. And you know why? Well, first off, it's half baked. Didn't have all the features it's supposed to have. It didn't have it. Doesn't have the Battle Royale version, which is the pinnacle of stupidness when right now that's all the hotness. Everyone's Uh combating for the top spot there. Got Call of Duty's new one, Fortnite obviously. PUBG's been falling behind, but still a big player. Uh Just no good. Plus the comments from earlier pissing off the customer base and they're going, you know, screw you. If you go look at user reviews, they're all bad. 3.5. You know. But the critical score for what is there is pretty positive. Uh And this is where I get angry. Because Without all the, you know, we used to joke all the time about Call of Duty Battlefield and which one's better. Without all, yeah. without all the kerfuffle, I enjoy Battlefield more. I feel like it It feels it feels realer, in, you know, quotation marks. It feels yeah. realer. I have more fun with it. I feel like the sounds and just the, the way you move has a better feel to it than Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty to me always felt like that just like quick twitchy reflex. You're like floating around the map. You know, flying around, and I've never been a fan of that.
0: And that's not You're say. like almost Unreal Tournament yeah, kind of. Yeah, like exactly. Unrealistic, just zooming. Zooming.
1: And that's fine. Everyone loves it. Obviously, it's the preferred game. Call of Duty's mm. always beaten Battlefield since day one. I'm not contesting that. However, Battlefield is a fantastic series. And right now, because of the whole kerfuffle with EA, and because, of course, of their own faults with, you know, not including these modes and the uh, rest of the story mission. Mm-hmm they're being axed to death. They're being chopped apart to pieces and they're like maybe EA's is going to get their head straight. No. You know what EA going to do? They're going to discontinue Battlefield. Mhm. So all you're doing is killing off a fantastic series because you're upset. And I understand you ain't got you don't have the money to go buy a game that's half baked. Yeah, but it's already half price. You can already go pick it up for half price. Oof. Yeah, wow. that, they're they're desperate right now. It's it's not good. And I'm just Yikes. I'm frustrated about it because I love this series. I don't want it to go away, but because of their own faults and because of just the stupid player base, in my opinion, mm-hmm. obviously, and this happens everywhere with fan bases all over the place where they chop their own things they love into bits, mm-hmm. and then they cry years down the road when it's gone, and they're doing it right now to this series, and I'm like, uh, why you guys don't stop it i understand there's problems i understand there's issues but don't go about it in such a fashion that you just kill it till it's dead and gone and nothing's left that's a terrible idea there are people behind you who've worked very hard on what is there and i will tell you having played some of the missions and gone into a couple multiplayer matches thus far i enjoy it it's fun I enjoy myself just I as I have for battlefield three battlefield four etc., etc I didn't do battlefield one so you know I guess I am partially to blame because I skipped that one I didn't you know give them my money I just didn't really feel it but this time around I was like yeah you know let's pick it up I am I have fun I enjoy it it's not my favorite game of all because battlefield 3 will never be beat in my opinion but I'm just saying I don't like the way Fans and customers are these days yeah. when it comes to handling a mishap or a misstep. That how they, everybody's just like, all right, let's just let's just kill them and chop it to bits and be done with it. Yeah, that'll teach them. Okay, well now your game's gone. That's what that's off.
0: Yeah, and I would agree for the most part. If it was just the the Twitter outrage and the game came out and it was fully featured and everything was great, and then people still tried to hack it up, but I think part of this you have to give to EA. Because, I mean, you've said it, but part of it is their fault. Like, you already have this rocky relationship with your customers in very big quote fingers because of the the scandals and the whatevers. But then when you also release a a half-formed game or a game with half the content, what can they do but hack at it? Like, it's... Because if you had one or the other, it's... It's bad, but you have both now. So there's, I shouldn't say what. What else can they do? But what else can they do? You know what I mean. In the terms
1: of the of what's his, I should have gotten his name. Once again, you everybody knows by now. I don't do names. Sorry, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen.
0: Pete zillowich Jesus Christ. (laughs) I don't know.
1: When he did that, he did it out of frustration. I'm sure. Guess oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Who who gets frustrated? Does anybody ever get frustrated and say something that maybe no. they shouldn't? No? Nobody ever no. does that, huh? I don't do that. Not a single person ever does that. No, huh? I love how everyone's so quick to be like, you don't say that to me. You don't, you don't care if you're mad or not. And, it, and it, I'm like, okay, hmm, I'll bet I could finally find a time in your life, maybe within the last two weeks, you've probably said mm-hmm. something stupid and you shouldn't have because you were mad or grumpy or tired or hungry or whatever the hell the case was. So mm. get off your high horse, understand that people, just because they make a lot of money and are in a high position, still screw up, still make a mistake. Granted, yeah. you you can bust their chops about it, sure, but for the love of God, you got to let things go once in a while. But secondly, and I will say it was a mistake, and I already have, that not having the Battle Royale, the Firestorm in there. It was a terrible mm. mistake not having that ready to go because that's the whole big deal right now. Yeah. However, Battlefields never had a Battle Royale in it period ever before anyway, that's not what Battlefield was. It has all of its multiplayer functions. It has everything it used to that's all
0: anyone cares about. I know. That's all anybody cares but about. But it has soon,
1: all of what Battlefield as soon, was. As soon as wow. Call of
0: Duty announced they would have one, mm-hmm. people were on Twitter going, PUBG's dead, Fortnite's over, XYZ Battle Royale game is canceled, Call of Duty has it now, but you haven't seen anything at all about it, literally anything. It's over. It's, it's, it. it's it. It's it. It's over. Yeah which is people, funny people are stupid that's a
1: whole nother argument f- yeah f- because stupid. they are stupid because Fortnite's still the biggest sorry guys hmm. uh, but anyways it's anyway sorry just what bad what it, what battlefield was is still there it is missing its last section of missions or whatever which that that part straight up not cool that that and, is and a true I mean, fault yeah. that is a true fault yeah. but the battle royale even though it's a fault of them being dumb because they should have had it because that's what's hot that's never been in the game. That was never part of Battlefield. They only added it to try to compete with what's hot right now. So I don't yeah. even fault them that part. So, and and they're just being hacked up by everybody. The sales are atrocious. Obviously, EA is going to look at this. And and with the you know Battlefield One sales were okay, but not great. Battlefield uh, Hardline was a complete and utter failure, which is going to be forgotten in the annals of time. Battlefield Four was only pretty good. Battlefield Three was their last like bigger success, really. I I just feel like it's going to die. And I'm like, long live Call of Duty, I guess. But I've never been a fan of having only one series be the king and be the only one there. You always want competition. You always want some back and forth. And I feel like the fan base is just uh, just losing it here, just letting them go.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, while you were saying, you know, long live only one series, I was like, well, didn't EA do Medal of Honor too? Mm -hmm. They they did them. So maybe they need to just... Maybe not kill off the series, but do a Ubisoft. Take a year break. All right, let's work on for two years or however you know. Add another year to the cycle because it's what every two or three years one comes out. Add another year to the cycle. Bring in new elements, new this, new that. Freshen up the freshen up the whole space of it. I I can't see EA shutting down Battlefield because that's one of the big like marquee titles for them. Mm -hmm. But I think it wouldn't be so bad if they went, all right, we're taking some time off. We're going to rebuild. We're going to refocus. We're going to you know, get get some new creative ideas. What do you want to do, Steve? Oh, let's, let's do one in space or whatever. Bring a fresh take to it. Which I think that's important. They need a fresh take. I, I think it's important, right? too, yeah.
1: I think they need a fresh take, and I think you're right. They need to pull the Assassin's Creed and just go ahead once this one's done and run its course, let Battlefield rest for a couple of years and hmm. and really reimagine it, re 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 go over everything. Keep what Battlefield is, but I th- I think definitely they need to come out with something something new, something something we haven't seen and in an environment we haven't seen. No more mm-hmm. no more rehashing any wars we've already fought. You know, yeah. come up with something fresh and cool and new, like an alternate, like um Homefront, how they had. it. Yeah. They had the idea with the Koreans. I think it was taking over. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know, it's something that at the time you were like, "Yeah, that's that's a possibility." Ha ha ha! And it was a fun little alternate reality. But yeah, everybody yeah. could relate. Something like that, I think, would be great. Maybe bring people back yeah. and get them off. Just make sure you forget about all this crap here and
0: or you can even just have the classic battlefield in the multiplayer and then rework the campaign to like some kind of big cinematic thing. Like mm-hmm. I mean anytime I watch you play battlefield it's kind of like hey, we're going to go do that thing. We did the thing. Yeah, and you follow like a story but it's not like nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Make a big, you know, emotional, dramatic story that people actually care about with, you know, like a, a new campaign, like you said, with invasion, or, you know, this is after the Great Fall, and you're trying to rebuild the nations, or so, something interesting, and then you can use that framing for the classic Battlefield, because if you just want to spawn in on your buddies, boom, you can still do that, but we reworked it, and now this is an exciting part of it, because yeah, I don't, I don't know, something's got to be done, I think. I, th- I think for any of the big mainline franchises, Taking a year off or taking an extra year, it it can do nothing but help you.
1: I agree with that for sure. Some of these big ones are just too they're too quick. Every year, popping out another one every other year. You know, take your time, relax. Let's refocus. Come up with some new ideas, and that goes for all of them. But I just want to say, anybody who's listening, for goodness sakes, stop axing apart the things you love because you're angry yeah. about one thing or another. Go in there with con- constructive criticism. And see where that gets you. It'll probably get you nowhere. But you know what else axing at things does? It'll kill the thing, but it'll also get you nowhere. And then it loses the thing that you actually used to love, hence why you were so angry and you started axing at the bits. You know, you always look at those Yahoo stories where the the wife or husband goes insane and, like, stabs their wife or husband, like, 17, 20 times. That's what you're doing right (laughs) now. You're that guy or gal, you're all like, oh, how could they? I don't even understand. That's so insane. That's what all of you are doing. You're 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 stabbing the thing you used to love to death, just crazy with no just rage on your face. And mm. later you're gonna be like, oh, oh it's gone. What? Oh, how did that even happen? Mm. They 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 must have messed up. Uh, did you remember when you stabbed him seventeen times in the chest? There, you remember that? Oh man, I was blacked out. So, relax, people. Freaking relax. It's okay to be mad, but don't go crazy. Just saying.
0: So, hey, speaking of things we should axe to death, we should axe up this show because we're pretty much done. It's time for the closing. So what do you guys think about Battlefield Five? What do you guys think about We Become What We Behold? Did you become what you beheld right here, right now? Did you decide because you beheld Eric saying, don't axe things to death, did you decide not to do it? Ooh, I tied it all in right there. Look at me go. You can let us know. The email info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshift.me, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift.
1: Indeed, you can. If you like the whole tie-in that Matrodomus just put together right there, you could head on over to Patreon and consider throwing us a buck, five bucks, a thousand bucks. You'll help harness his skills, and he will become greater than he is now, and be able to predict futures that we could never possibly imagine. I like this. But you know what? Sometimes you don't have money. We understand. If you can't get over there, can't give us a buck. Hey, please just consider maybe giving us a likes, face, Facebook likes, I don't know, Twitter likes, I don't know, likes, likes and Facebook stuff and Twitter stuff.
0: Give us face, yeah. give us like, give us face, face like. You know,
1: things that make us happy, like conversation, mailbag questions, criticisms. I don't know if I like those very much, but I'll take them. I
0: don't even know what the mailbag is anymore. <laughs> what that? is a
1: mailbag? What's a mailbag? <laughs> A thing like a postman carries? Oh, that makes sense. All right, Timmy.
0: <laughs> like the Kevin Costner movie? Yes. What? Oh, man. What? If I
1: rode a horse around shooting people delivering mail, yes, that'd be the best life. I'd be woke, <laughs> man. I'd be woke if I could live that life.
0: There we go. If I could
1: finally start killing Tied people like in. I always wanted to. Oh, man. Gosh. Anywho, it's back on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we understand. Please consider at least coming over and participating in some other way, mailbag questions, etc., etc. et cetera. Et cetera. It helps us stay motivated to keep you guys in the know and all the Gearbox news and other fantastic, wonderful things that we can think of out there in the world.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 7th of December for our very next episode. A very special episode. Don't you want to (laughs) know? It'll be really cool. Hey, and maybe I'll give a shout-out to our Patreon people to ask some special questions of, I mean, things about... Which we'll be talking about. Oh, that's, oh man, it's called a really bad hook. It's a really bad tease.
1: But it was a hook. At least it was a hook. It had like a, one piece of corn on it there, so you might get mm-hmm. something.
0: I've caught worse than Red Dead Redemption too. You know, Dang, just skip a hook it straight. <laughs> So, of course, you can find that mysterious, badly hooked episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
1: We appreciate the five, five-star ratings. You got to give us five stars, five stars, because we have to turn Randy Pitchford into a five-star for us. He never got back with the nerve, and he's never come back. No, no. Don't
0: remember, gotta he be. did. Gotta. He did. He came on his Submodel channel and went, hey, guys, I it's know, me, Submodel. I know, I know. I
1: know you said that, but you know what? I don't know.
0: I should have got the tinfoil out. Okay, that's going to be the new there gimmick. instead of the Instead of this knife and fork here, which I haven't been able to oh. use because now they're back. I can't eat them. I'm going to have to get some tinfoil, and I'll just crinkle there it in the mic.
1: Go. It's like, oh, building my hat. i got to keep <laughs> ready to pitch for something out of my head. Oh, geez, oh, Pete. So, anywhoos, give us the five stars. For goodness sakes, we haven't had one in a little bit. I'm real hungry. I'm starting to feel like maybe I'm going to have to go consume my own five star. And you guys don't want me to do that, because it could be you, listener. It could be you.
0: But hey, with that, what else is there to say but... Don't, don't forget, forget, to, forget to, say. to say...
1: Shut up and sit
0: down. Don't eat the listeners, please. I
1: will eat the listeners. I will eat everyone, Matt, eventually. <laughs> <laughs>